<laughs> Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Ilya Lichny from Gina Lee. He's here to talk to us a little bit about this immersive gamification style of um, lessons, of schooling, of just everything. Um, and I thought we'd get uh, started here by saying hello and getting to know her a little bit better. Hey, everyone. So excited to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. Definitely, definitely. So for those who are not familiar with you and your work at all, can you tell us a little bit about your background? How you got started yeah. with I have an interesting um, sort of atypical background for getting into this kind of work. I taught English as a foreign language in southern Spain in, in pretty different capacities for about five years. Um, I was in the classroom and out of the classroom working with different age groups. And I got a message from the CEO of Genially, which was very, very small at the time. I think there were like 14 other people um, to get on board. And so I started working for Genially part time. I was translating. And as the company's grown, it's grown a lot, especially in the last, say, sort of, I don't like naming the pandemic and everything, but pandemic forward, it's grown a lot. And I've been able to sort of inch my way into this job as a community builder. And it's it's perfect. Yeah, we saw that uh, you, you've, had your, you've had your hand in buildings, lessons, and moving up in that route. Um, have you always been a creative person? So I like this question. Um, I feel like it's almost like a trick question. Yes. Um, I'm glad you've asked. I I think it's really easy for me to say yes, because I got a lot of positive feedback around being a creative kid um, growing up. And I think you have kids, right? Like all kids are so creative. And so I think that at some point, some of us learned that maybe we're, we're not as creative or we're more creative. And um, I live with a 10-year-old, so I've seen this process happen. He's decided he's not creative. Um, so I am creative, but I think everyone's creative and hopefully we can all connect to that part of ourselves. I think it brings a lot of joy and freedom. It does, yeah. My 10-year-old is the same way. Like sometimes he is creative, like make this cool game. But then sometimes when you put him on the spot, no, I'm not creative. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we think that being creative means that we're good at art or something, you know, like you're technically good at singing or, you know, like a lot of kids think they have to be like a good dancer or a good singer. And it's really just about letting yourself not be so censored, I think. It really is. And I, I feel like I'm a free spirit. I can do most things and not get too embarrassed about it anymore. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's okay. something I'm working on. Ah, not getting too embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'll put myself out there and, uh, just see what happens, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if people don't like it, that's fine. But usually what I've found in, in being the, in the creative side of things is that if you put yourself out there, uh, you express more, you're able to develop more. And uh, some people will, will be drawn to that. Do you feel like people aren't put off by it as much? So you might be put off by it if you're embarrassed yourself, but... <laughs> no. No, I, I'm not put off by it. I admire it. I'm working on it. Um, I go. think that showing up is the way to go. Cool. So for our viewers who are not at all familiar with Gina Lee right now, can you give us a rundown of what it is and how you see online educators using it the most? Okay. Yeah. So Genially in a nutshell is a tool for creating interactive and animated learning materials. And the scope of what 
online educators and in classroom, I'll add, but online educators can do it. It's pretty wide. I know you use it yourself, David, so you you know. Um, but we have everything from centering, centering student choice, so with choice boards, playlists, to gamified materials, which I hope we get a chance to talk about later, um, and then the ability to create better, more engaging versions of what most online teachers are already creating. So presentations, infographics, interactive images, guides, and even full courses. Um, some of it will use, some people will use Genially to create their courses within the tool itself only, and other people will integrate Genially creations into other tools for course creation. Yeah, and uh, those of you watching this, uh, watch all the days, because there is another presenter who does talk completely about how to create an entire course uh, within it. So the students will really go through a hallway, they click on a door, and it opens up the course, and they can go back out of that door for the next day that they have class, go into another room. It's so cool uh, how in-depth and how big you can make these. <laughs> I would love to see that. And it sounds like a good example of sort of our immersive learning options too, um, yes. whether that's through sort of a breakout escape room type thing or just putting students in situ. So cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I'll share it with you. <laughs> and it's going to be shared on her, on her page as well on this. So um, now myself included, a lot of our viewers started being a presenter using like PowerPoint. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. and, and PowerPoint style, PTX, that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, Genially now offers a way for people to convert those old lessons into this interactive format. Um, can you tell us some, some about how that is and how easy it is to use? Yeah, absolutely. So you can upload your PowerPoint directly into Genially. It does require, this is a small caveat, it does require at least the lowest kind of premium plan. So I think our Edu Pro plan is about $8 a month. Um, and the process for that is once teachers have uploaded their PowerPoint and you click on upload your PowerPoint, you choose it from your device, um, it goes into Genially, and then they can add interactivity and animation to all elements, whether that's text, images, they can add buttons and pop-up windows, you know, they can create uh, things that are a lot more interesting. They can embed external elements. So Google Maps, forms, videos, like Quizlet flashcards, anything with an embed code. Uh, the sky's sort of the limit, but that's how they'd start. Well, yeah. that's And I find that's a good way for people who are just getting to know Genially to start, either that or templates, because you already created some of your own stuff. And so you can kind of play around with the tools by modifying things. Then I usually recommend people yeah. go towards the template afterwards. You know, I do the same thing. I think a lot of people think that we should always start our teachers with the templates, which some do prefer, um, because I, I think mentally it feels less intimidating sometimes. But I'm a big advocate for starting with a from scratch creation, whether that's a simple image or and then building from there. And this would be a good way to do that, too, right? To bring in your PowerPoint and just add a few buttons and tinker around that way. Definitely. So then the, that kind of brings me to like your favorite type of presentation. Like what kind of, what kind of presentations do you like? Oh my gosh. Or like creating, um, or like creating. Do I like creating? Yes. Ooh, favorite presentation types to create. I can think of like favorite templates right off the bat that kind of got me really inspired. I know we have one called an elevator pitch template. So that has you going through elevator doors when you're starting out. Um, 
<laughs> but I guess when I sit down to make a presentation, what I'm thinking about is the journey that I'm taking my, um, when I was teaching my students on, right? So I was looking at like, we're gonna have some kind of overview. Sometimes I would bring in some flashcards right away. Then I would embed like Quizlet flashcards um, back in the day. And I'd have students yeah. start that way. And then maybe we'd go into like a history lesson where they could play around and move. There's a lot of like draggable elements available in Genially. You can also draw on the slides. So I'd have students sort of move around different historical events, watch videos on them. That would be in sort of the second portion. And then I would have a wrap up like review section at the end. Um, I don't know if this is where you were going with the question, but that's sort of how I build my presentations. That's all. Yeah, that's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, I try to have a format as well. You know, just in your intro, your 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 meat and potatoes, kind of your wrap up, and yeah, kind of like the the I do, we do, they do type situations. Perfect. <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. Um, and have you found any tricks for that when you're find yeah. things you like to do? I try to stick with the same template now. Now that I'm doing it mm -hmm. uh, over and over again, Good I change. Tip. I'll change this color scheme up um, if I need to. And I'll add in other features. So I like to hide some slides so that when I do it, when I finish my lesson, um, I'll just duplicate that lesson and I'll just replace pictures and replace wording. Might bring one of those hidden slides back into it and hide something else. So that way I can keep the same template going and, and, and use it over and over again to keep that consistency going for students. That's great. I think that's good both on a like just a practical learning level, like you know that students are going to be hitting these same points or the same structure every time and they get familiar with that. And then even from like a personal branding perspective for educators who are looking to become, you know, better known, whether it's on your platform or um, on social media, I think it's helpful for them to have their sort of branded template. This is who I am. This is what my lessons look like and pull from there and then it, it saves time. I just recently started messing around with the, uh, interactive images as well that you can do with Genially. Um, My favorite. Which is really cool. Ah, it's so cool, especially for marketing and advertising yourself or your lessons. Um, oh, really? Because, like, well, yeah. Like, you can, you know, you put the interactivity pieces in there. You can link to a preview lesson that you might have created. You can do your right. bio. You can say these are like, maybe you have 12 units or 10 units. You can say these are the units. So this is the summary. They can click on it to reveal summaries. It's so cool. And then you can even have a link to where, like your sign-up page. If you're on OutSchool, OutSchool, you can have people log, log right into um, your sign-up page and things like that. So it's really, really nifty. Perfect. Yeah. I would love to see that also. I'm always, I'm yeah. always looking for examples of what uh, different teachers, educators, entrepreneurs are making. So please do send that over if you can. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so hands down, my favorite part of Genially is the template gallery. There are so mm -hmm. many different things. You can, there's the ability to find, modify, use so many different creative designs. Um, how are those templates changed or added to? Are there any limitations on using templates or anything for people? Yeah, so we have a small, I like to say we have a small but mighty team of designers um, growing all the time, but still small, especially for how many, you know, we have thousands of templates up and I don't know how they've done it, but they add new templates, like completely brand new templates every two weeks. And then they're constantly revising older templates to make them better, basically to make them easier to use um, and then sort of updating their designs a little bit to keep them relevant. So that's what we have on the, like, how often are they created, um, reviewed, revised. 
Um, it's also nice sometimes we get feedback about templates that people want created or revised. So that comes in and also gets filtered through their process. And in terms of limitations, how do I want to say this? So I think on the one hand, Genially's free version is really extensive. It's it's one of the reasons I'm proud to work for Genially. It has one of the most extensive free versions I've seen um, among sort of other creation tools. And that means there's no limit to the number of learning materials that a, a teacher can make with Genially for free. There's also no limit to how complex a creation can be, how long it is, how many layers it has, um, how many interactive elements there are. So you can really create almost anything um, for free. And that said, one of the main reasons that teachers will upgrade if they can to sort of the basic premium plan is to get access to all of our templates. So there are free templates and there are premium templates. And you can work absolutely just from scratch and off of free templates, but teachers who are looking for access to all of those will want to upgrade for that. So that's a limitation. Okay. I love the the uh, monthly newsletter um, because it always yeah. gives out a new template or a couple of new template designs and lets people know what's, what's coming, what's new uh out there so i definitely recommend people sign up for the uh the newsletter just so they can get the uh, access and seeing what's new because it can be daunting looking through all the templates that are on there yeah and i think if you don't know what's new they tend to be um filtered up towards the top but if you haven't been in for a while and you're getting back into it i think they're a fun way to to keep up to date yes, on what's out there <laughs> now uh personally as a as a teacher and a creator i've uh I've already got Google Slides, PowerPoint, Canva, you got Prezi. I mean, there's so many different things that people can do. And I've even dabbled with making like, you know, Adobe type lessons. Um, but then when I realized that all these tools always seem to lack something or really require uh, me to do some kind of work around them to make them do what I wanted, which is yeah. clickable elements or the drag and drop or, you know, drawing on the slides directly. There's so many cool animations I like to add. I love animations. Um, so when I discovered Genially, I found that all of these facts are kind of built in uh, to make it easy to use. Um, what would you say is your favorite like fact or kind of feature that uh, Genially has? My favorite creation type, my favorite feature overall. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of our breakout rooms. So breakout virtual escape rooms. Um, it's a gamified option we have. We have quite a few pretty like intricate, impressive templates. Um, some are simpler than others, of course. And I like creating them even from scratch. I think it's one of the most fun things you can make ingeniously. And then I guess I'd highlight um, a new feature that came out recently was interactive questions. I think that's out of beta testing now, but either way it can be um, live. So. Hopefully not top secret, oh. here we are. Um, but interactive questions is um, a newer feature and that allows teachers to ask an open-ended question or multiple choice question within their Genially pretty easily. So that's kind of fun. I would check that out if, if you haven't yet. I'm looking, I, I would have to check that one out. I have not seen that one or used that one yet. Um, I was really excited when uh, the uh, Slick to Reveal you know, you know, mm -hmm. the section came out. Um, but then even more so in the last couple of weeks when I noticed that you can now click the hide also. Well, that little feature on there. Uh, at least you can click I the what? Even noticed it. You can, click it you can click a little, you can click a little toggle say say and click little hide it. Yes. Yeah, it's great. And I don't think that that wasn't there, I don't think, when they first came out with the reveal. 
Um, so I was really excited when that one came back. Yeah, our product team is improving all the time. Um, and Reveal is something that we've been asked for for a while. So it was really exciting to be able to give that to our community. So um, yes, the game, uh, gamification side, let's, let's, let's kind of move into there because there's so many different things. Yep. Uh, escape rooms are amazing. And so many teachers want to use escape rooms. I think they, more than anything, use all the features of Gamely. Um because you have, you can do basically everything. Just ask a question to go here. Click, yeah. Be able to go there, unhide something to find a secret room, that type of thing. It's really cool what you can do with that. What are some of the other uh, things that you can do with Genially? Like, what are some other kinds of creations besides just like PowerPoint style lessons? Yeah. Excellent question. Um, what if I? Can I share my screen and show off a little piece of our teacher kit? Because that shows different creation types. And I think sometimes it's better to see them than just hear about them, um, especially because this is a visual tool. Can you see my screen? Oh, yeah, can. Again? OK, perfect. So this is what I show a lot of the teachers that I work with. And we're talking now about gamification. Um, but since you've asked about other things we can do, let's look at our teach options here. So we have, let me see, there we go. Um, we have options to teach your subject, like our, our standard presentations. I can also send this through if you want to share it with your community, David, of different examples and, and templates that can be used also. Um, timelines are something that I really enjoy sharing with students and classes. Um, I found a lot of teachers used to ask about creating timelines with Genially, and we have you know more templates than ever before. So I definitely recommend checking these out because they're simple, they're fast, they're highly applicable for a lot of different contexts. Um, you can make a timeline for history, but you can also make a timeline for science, for a language. There's a lot you can do. I used it once to make a book review, to review what happened in the, in the process of the book. So. Perfect, perfect. Um, I also, like I said, interactive images, I said my favorite. Why is it my favorite? Because it's the, it's kind of like the biggest bang for your buck, right? You can make an interactive image in five minutes, 10 minutes. Um, and of course you can always add to it, but you can get some pretty incredible things in very little time when you're working with an interactive image creation. I don't know if you're hearing my time also. Here we have our you can read about so this is a more complex looking version of an interactive image and this is sort of the standard uh, what we think of when we think of an interactive image right which is an image with pins and this is the first thing i usually like to show people how to create because it's so fast and easy and it's really easy to flip worksheets also um, or presentations and turn them into interactive images. What else can we show you? In terms of gamification, uh, we talked about our breakouts. Definitely show off a few of those at least. This is one of my favorites. I don't know if you're getting my computer audio. I hope it's not too loud. Um, I'm, not the, I'm not hearing the audio at one. all. Oh, that's actually probably better. Because <laughs> I'm not trying full control over um, how you're hearing it. So I'm hearing audio but I didn't set up my computer so that you would hear the audio. So you could imagine audio here, but here's an example of the first stage of an escape room. This is a close the hatch activity. 
Um, what is the relationship between electricity and magnetism called electromagnetism? And as we continue through, it would close the hatch to move to the next room of the escape room. So this would be a quick way to get in your quiz at the start or the end of a lesson, right? Yeah. I like that it closes and... the hatch a little bit by little bit. Yeah. I am a big fan of the designer who made that one too. And then board games. You know, I talked to a lot of teachers who were using um, these interactive board games in their class. Somebody who used, oh, oh, we have a broken link here. I spoke to a teacher who used a board game template that's similar to the game of life. And they were teaching students about health. You could also embed, I'm showing you these little windows. So here's where I would embed embed different um, challenges, questions that students would need to ask to advance. They can roll their die yeah, here. And they have works. these little, yeah. So these are how these games work. These can be fun also for online um, group calls or if you're using any kind of, um, oh, what are they called? When you divide your Zoom into smaller rooms, are those breakout rooms? Breakout rooms. I like using the, okay. the, those types as well for like vocabulary reviews. Each level yep. has a vocab word on it. They roll the dice and they have to say the word or define the word. It's really cool. Yeah. Perfect. We can also find quizzes that'll be and give students practice. Um, in games, we have... I mean, we have a lot of kind of random games, I would say. Um, all the games that you liked in your childhood, we have templates for some of them or that will feel similar to some of them. There's a Wheel of Fortune, you could use this for math. Um, again, this is essentially a way to get your quiz into a more interesting format for your students. And I'll send this over so that people can go through it with more time. I don't want to take up too much of our time below. going all the way through. Oh. Perfect. And um, we have extension activities. These are things like flashcard activities. Um, they can also be used as warm-ups, which can be nice. I don't know if you're using warm-ups in your classes, if you were, um, but I was big into our yeah, warm-up warm assignments. Yeah, warm-ups are big. And I, I like how they flip so you can see both sides and see the answer side. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I like best about Genially is that you can also bring in a lot of the things you're creating with other tools into your creation. So if I didn't want to use these cards and I wanted to use my like Quizlet deck or something somebody else has already created, I could also just embed that directly into my presentation. Then we have things for planning and scheduling. I've had teachers also use this for their newsletters. They'll send out an image, they'll link to the Genially, and that'll become like an interactive newsletter format. So I've seen that a lot. Kind of under communication. This is one of the templates that's used for that quite a bit um, because of its little really newspaper cool. format. Yeah, so those are a few of the creation types that I like the best. Well, lots of different ways it looks like to use your genealogy to make it what uh, um, you need for your type of education. Like, yeah. A lot of the viewers are probably, probably ESL teachers and we're, we're branching mm -hmm. out into other areas on the site as well. And so there's so many different types of ways you can make it, whether you're using the games to add to a classroom or whether you're making a whole history lesson um, about a topic and then add the quiz in there as well. There's some very comprehensive templates that you can get started with to make your own. Perfect. I really like that. <laughs> Um, so that's really, really interesting. So gamification is like the biggest thing out there right now. Um, 
can you kind of like the teachers who have never done gamification before never heard yeah of it, heard of it you know they, they 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 they're a little daunted by it can you kind of like mm. tell us how you what, what do you how do you find it like how you use it how you seen it used the most Yeah, absolutely. So in case anybody doesn't know what gamification is, it's essentially using elements from usually video games or even board games, but I think we mostly think of video games now, and bringing those elements into our learning materials. So elements like um, points scored, uh, collecting jewels, badges, prizes, uh, teamwork, competition, rankings, Um, it's really trying to get into the mindset of what motivates like a gamer, right? Somebody who's on their their Nintendo Play all day, for example, um, and and getting students motivated with that same idea in in their learning. And mm-hmm. I'd say when you get started, I think the easiest way is to take a worksheet or a presentation or a quiz. I'd say a worksheet or a quiz, and I would turn it into. a game and I can show you how I would do that maybe if we demo in a bit. Um, and then from there, once they've created sort of a, a basic game out of something, they can start flipping the way they work on these things. I found that when I was first creating gamified activities, I was like, okay, I have a worksheet. How can this become a game? Um, and now my way of thinking is, is a little bit more like, here's the game I want. Here's what I think is motivating. Here's the universe we can create for our students. Um, and now how does this align with what I'm teaching in terms of content or in terms of language? But I would start with an easy flip so we can look at that. Yeah, because I um I think my first ones were with workbooks. Like I would go to Mm-hmm. the, the, the dollar store or whatever, you know, I find a workbook um and I was like, oh that looks really cool. And I turned it into a, a game of science lesson for my students. Uh, those students just converting what I see on there into something that I can use them because it's kind of hard. Here's my workbook. Let's look at it together or, or you know, scanning Yeah. a PDF, a whole a whole book. And so it's difficult. But it makes Oh, it and easier when you're able to put it in. yeah, in terms of games that are that are really successful off the bat, I would suggest like hidden elements are really great because then you're just taking whatever you have in your worksheet and you're hiding it in an image or something and having students find um, those questions, solving them to move on. That's sort of like an escape game format. Um, also, board games work really well just because they're they're easy to put together. They're easy to follow and you can work in teams. And David, I don't know if there's a certain kind of format that you found that works really well or a certain kind of game that's been more successful for you. Not that it's been more successful. It depends on the situation. Because like I've used a weird The Waldo age group. style game for uh, keeping animals in, in a zoo and showing kids Cool. how, how to find the right animal. Um, I've used, like I said, the the the, the snakes and ladders type games to have fun going through vocabulary uh, reviews or phonics reviews using something similar type that. So. It, it all Yeah. de- it all depends on the students and uh, that level, but yeah, I've never had a student say no. I don't want to play a game. Yeah, well, and especially when you give them the all the alternative, right? It's like, do you want to try it in a game or do you want to try it in a workbook? <laughs> I have also never had a student choose the workbook. Again, tic tac toe is another huge favorite of mine and some of my students. So, um, Yeah, cool. yeah. So tic-tac-toe now also I learned done some in of games. this stuff. I've learned some of this stuff through the Genelia uh, Academy, uh, which is really cool. cool. 
Um, yeah, I would love to send in the link for that. Yeah, because there's a lot of really cool things that people can figure out in there as well. Um, and now I'm, there's new things that you can do for, as, an, as a creator, like, the, like what you and I talked about once before, which is state. Uh, so they can add more features into it, right? Um, for I think it's called Scape or Yep. There's Scape oh, extensions. There's also Sandbox extensions. Um, those are groups of, well, I can talk more about Scape because I know more about them. It's a group of French teachers. Um, I don't know what age group they are. I don't know if they're teachers or professors, um, but that know how to code. And they've created extensions for Genially to be able to do more like self-correcting activities or drop-down menus. Um, I've, I've used it for like creating a panoramic shot that you can rotate through. So there's some cool things you can do if you're looking for sort of higher level stuff. Many more ways that you can expand on these lessons. That's really cool. Can you show us a little bit about the template gallery so people can see a little bit of what's there? Sure. Yeah, let's head or in. On your screens. <laughs> now, when I change my window, are you seeing the window I'm seeing now? Great, I'm inside the panel, right? Good. Okay. So we're going to head into Create Genially. Thanks for being my eyes because I can only see my screen now. Um, and so as soon as you create an account, this is what you're going to see. You would click that button, Create Genially. And we have a few different sections that are useful within the platform. I hope they're all useful. But here we go. We have presentations, infographics. These are the creation types, right? So if I wanted to look for a game, I would definitely click on Gamification to get started. Here's that import PowerPoint option that you were talking about. And as you can see, it has a star on it. So as I mentioned, you would need at least the most basic paid plan. And you can see that all of the templates that don't have a star on them are free, which is a lot of templates, most right? Of and the ones that are star, the most of them here, for example, um, yeah, I would say most of them are free. And then we have some premium templates uh, that are, I will admit, really cool. <laughs> like this is a witchcraft and wizardry quiz. Um, so I have seen teachers really want this in their arsenal and they'll, they'll pay for it. But so this is how I would start with something like gamification. Um, I would go to the gamification section. Here on the left bar, you're going to be able to see what's in each category. So I have quizzes, games, and escape games. Games is kind of the catch-all for things that look like um, any of the board games you're used to playing. Um, some of the old like TV network games also that we used to get. And uh, we have some things that are familiar to those of you who watched games on the TV or still do. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, here, Dungeons and Dragons. Here we're in our escape room section. So just to give you an idea, I really like the video game one. I also really like the horror escape room. Highly recommend this one for teachers looking for something fun. So what would happen here? You would start on in, we get our introduction, and they're taken to this room. What I don't remember is where you need to start. You're exploring the house, it takes us to a quiz. There are other sections where you need to like move a flashlight around to find the clues, and then you, you know, you fill in a code using the piano keys. It's really complex and cool, but not that hard to put together um, once you're on the inside. So you can find things that are as um, sort of elaborate as this. Then you can also find simpler. I'm trying to think of where I would go for something really simple. Maybe interactive images, videos. Training materials has, I believe, some simple. Here we have like basic learning units. So these would be good for building online courses. 
um, simple unit plans for your students. This might be a good thing to build your personal template with. I would look here. I like the ELA unit plan. I used that as a bait for mine. Cool. Yeah, I like it. that yeah. one too. I like that one too, and I've used it also quite a bit. Um, I also like some of these graphic organizers. I know that a lot of teachers are using like these kinds of creations to make choice boards, even though they're not like anything with a list, anything with different icons, this would be a great choice board or playlist. And then we have also like allocated choice board templates like this one. So I've made a To Kill a Mockingbird choice board with this template before. And you could either have students go to an individual page for each block, or I could also just have a little pop-up window for each of these rectangles. Um, and then let's take a quick look at more because most people then don't know what's in more, right? So in more, we have things for phones, um, personal branding, which again is big, right? I think increasingly important in the world we live in now, even for educators, actually even, especially maybe for online educators. We have our cards, we have social media posts, and then blank creation. This is where I'm gonna go if I wanna start anything off from scratch. I can choose the proportions of my canvas to start out. I can also change that once I'm inside the creation. So if I change my mind, that's possible. Um, and here are sort of the basic, I could also start with one of these basic blank presentation templates, for example. And while we're here, I will just quickly mention, you can also head to the inspiration section and you can find examples like here. Here's Manny. This is his profile. Um, Manny from Edpuzzle. Love him. Um, you can see some of his genialities here and get some inspiration, see what other educators are creating. I saw your face on that list over there too a second ago, right now. Down yeah. Gosh, I'm there also. There. You can check out my stuff. Um, you can see some of the different escape rooms, quizzes, uh, all sorts of creative creations, or even like creation types that I would have never thought of. People are really creative. So we find recipe books, um, all sorts of interactive images. And yeah, definitely check out the inspiration section if you want ideas. There are a lot of things on here. If somebody creates something of their own and they're really, really proud of it, are they able to get it onto the template gallery somehow? Or is it only for the those that are employed by Genially for the template galleries? You mean for the like the inspiration who's um highlighted? Yeah. Yes. This is something we're working on right now. So excellent question. Um, if you or any of your viewers are interested, I would love to hear from them personally because I have gotten a few requests already. We don't currently have a formal process for that, but hopefully we will in the future. So right now it's sort Good. of like who caught the attention of who chose in the moment um, when our team was smaller than it is now. And now we have more processes and hopefully we'll have a formal process for that soon. Sounds yeah, because there's so many different people out there that are so creative in lives. And I get to see some of them being like, oh, I need this, and I really want others to know how to do it or use it too. Yeah. Oh, you know what I will say, though, is that, right, once things are in inspiration, um, you can see all of the genies that have these two recycle arrows here. These are reusable. So if I were to click on one of these, let's see, I could choose it. I could use it as a template. And then I would be inside the editor of this Genially. I would have my own version of this. So that is one reason. That's another reason to look for other education examples is you can actually use a lot of them as templates for yourself. And I hear what you're saying about especially motivated educators wanting to be a part of this section for that reason. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Um, 
because I get people all the time wanting to put things on. Like, I created this and I don't want it to go to waste. I used it one time. And yep. so that's why, as, as, as a lot of people know, that's one reason why the tutor resource exists in the first place. So you don't have to let it collect that digital dust. One of the things that's great about the Genelies is it has an embed code. You can embed it into like your own recruiter resource and rinse it or sell it or make it free uh, for more teachers to have access to. So, right, and that's then, perfect. Uh, and I believe you can also share your own personal um, area on here if you make them public. You can, that's correct. Um, you would have, even if it's not highlighted here, you would have your own social profile, which you can then send to people, share it on social media. Um, put it on your website, sort of whatever format is most stable for you. I love it. Options. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, David, how are we doing on time? Can I? Can we pop yeah, into uh, the editor? Let's do that because I was just looking at that. Um, you've given out so much information so far. Uh, they're probably feeling that creative itch already. So let's look at the editor. Let's let's try to create awesome. something cool. Okay, um, I'm going to start with my favorite, which is an interactive image, which, as I said, is fast and it's a lot of um, output, I guess, for very little input. And I can choose one of these as a starting point, which I then edit, or I can start from a basic interactive image. I think just for today, uh, I've done both at this point. Let's start with, I like this croissant recipe layout. And I'm going to use this to turn a worksheet that I have on New Orleans. I used to use this with um, English learners, actually, at one point. Is that a video for the background, or is it a GIF? Or it depends. Some of them video? have, some of them have, oh, this must be a GIF. This must be a GIF. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to get rid of this GIF so that we can put something else behind it. But okay. so first thing we see when we get into the editor is that some items may be locked. So here's a little lock or unlock button. This is important. So for example, I can see before I click on this that it's blue around the edges um, of the item, the image here. And that means that it's locked and I'm gonna need to unlock it if I want to move it. Um, I think also to delete it. This is really important because, you know, sometimes if I'm like, say I wanna select all these buttons and I wanna drag my cursor around them, but I don't wanna be moving the background around, um, then I would wanna lock the background. So that's why sometimes they come locked. So we're gonna delete that. We're gonna title this New Orleans. And I'm gonna call it, call New Orleans a lot of different things because it has a lot to offer. We're gonna call it the City of Jazz Simplification. And here's the worksheet that I'm pulling from. This is just a Google Doc. Okay, and this is sort of a standard um, tiny worksheet layout, right? We have an image. I have a little paragraph of text. I've got a YouTube video. I've got a little bit more text and, and an image. So really, really standard, simple thing we're going to be flipping here. And let's see how we would do that. So first, I'm going to start by changing the background. And I'm going to bring one in for my computer. And we're going to search. Let's see. I think this is on my desktop. New Orleans, New Orleans background. I'm going to open that up, and that should pop into place. And then we'll be deciding how many pins or hotspots we want to keep. There we go. All right. So I don't want quite this many. I've got text on music. I've got a video, which I'll stick over here. 
and maybe I'll leave the star and I'm going to get rid of everything else I don't want. Good. Background's locked into place, which allows me to select all of these things at once with no issue. And let's see how I would start to put things inside of my pins. So whenever I click on an element, whether it's text, um, an image, a button, I'm going to see a few different icons above it. I know this is a lot of information, so hopefully people who are seeing this for the first time can kind of start to take it in. But we're going to have an option with a little hand on it. Here's what um, an empty one looks like. So it's just a little hand interactivity option. And then we have the comment. This is for animations. Let's focus on interactivity for now. So this one already has an interactivity applied. It's a window. And I'm going to use this window. But actually, here, let's delete it and start from scratch so you can see what this would look like. Add interactivity. And we've got a lot of options. We used to only have four, but our team has been developing so many new options. We have the reveal one you were talking about, David. We've got um, an option to expand what we're seeing to a full screen. You can add an audio. Um, we could link out to another page. This would allow me to navigate to other pages for buttons that take me around the creation. Um, I'm going to just focus on tooltips and windows for now. This is our traditional window and our tooltip. The tooltip is, as it says, a short label or description that appears when you hover the mouse. So it's going to be like a little chat bubble. It's good for really short amounts of text, a GIF, something small. Anything bigger than that, I want a window. So I'm going to go with a window here. This is a better place to stick video, longer pieces of text, etc. Okay, let's see what we have. The Civil War and Reconstruction, I'm going to stick this directly into my window. And I'm going to take this title, and instead of putting it there, I'm going to put it on the element name, and we'll look at what happens when we do that. But um, And I like my windows to be medium-sized, generally speaking. It's an aesthetic, personal choice. Um, OK, next window. I'm going to, again, delete what's already in this window. But here we have an example of what the videos are going to look like inside. Deleting. I'm going to add interactivity. I'm going to choose another window. And we're going to stick our video in here. So medium. Here's what would normally be just the window, uh, sorry, just the video link from YouTube. And this time, I'm going to start closing all these extra windows, getting lost in them. I'm going to go, I can insert images here, and I can insert videos here. So I'll go to insert video. I can paste in the URL, click insert, and there it appears. And I'm going to call this Plessy V. Ferguson. And let's see what else did I have? Finally, I have an image and some more text. This is the city of music. Okay. So I'll put this in here. Again, we're going to delete what's already in here. And if I started from scratch, obviously these would all be empty anyways. Add interactivity. We're going to choose a window. I'm going to stick in my text. I'm going to call it the city of music. And let's add our image down here. So again, insert image. I'm going to insert it from my computer this time. New Orleans musicians. And there it is. Once it's loaded, it'll just take a few seconds. I will stretch it out. Sorry? There's size requirements for uploading images? There are really? size requirements. I think they can't exceed, I believe the limit is five. There it is, five megabytes. Five MB max is the limit for uploading images. 
And okay, so here's our first quick little example. I'm going to preview it so you can see what we've just made. And the little titles I was adding, that's what's showing up in my chat bubble. And then when I click on the button itself, I get the text that I put inside. Um, same here, plus EV Ferguson. When I click, I get the video that I have embedded inside that I can watch here. And this would also work with Google Forms, Google Maps, um, a lot of other external tools. And what's great, you know, you can add things from Twitter feeds, you can add an Instagram post, and everything that you add is live. So if I were to stick a map into here, my students would be able to navigate through the map in the window. Put an embed then, feature in there as well. So you could embed like your end puzzle or something. So absolutely. And to do that, I would go to insert others. And this is where I could either paste in like an iframe code, or I could go to some of these providers. They have like easy ways to link in things from Drive or Twitter, um, video. Drive is a good thing to connect if you're using Google Drive. Um, because then all of your content will also link through Genially and you don't have to go individually into Drive and bring it in. Um, you can also add audios this way, but this is where you'd go for your embeds. And if I can really quickly, I'd like to show how I would take the same concept. We have another five minutes? Yeah, we have some time, yeah. Okay. Um, I want to show how I would take the same concept that we just learned in terms of the technical stuff and I could create more of a game or kind of an escape room feel from this. So I'm gonna add a page over here, have it be blank. And this isn't really relevant to why, what I wanna be making. So, well, try and decide whether or not it's worth, no, we'll leave it alone. Okay, never mind. erase that, rewind. <laughs> um, <laughs> for this, let's see, I'm going to use an escape room. I've done this once before, create an escape room library. So all we need for that is an image. And for the background here, different ways we could do this. Let's just do it from an image. I'm going to go down to Pixabay, click Show More, and I'm going to search for a library. And I'm going to choose something that looks really complicated or like it would be fun to search through, right, like this. And um, David and or audience, I'm going to need you to really pay attention to where we put our hidden questions and clues because then I'm going to forget where they are. <laughs> it happens every single time. So pay attention. There's a lot going on, uh, which is going to make it fun for students on the other end. And I'm going to lock this into place. Okay. And let's see. So now interactive elements is where I would have all of my buttons normally. So if I wanted to add a new, new button, I would go here. Luckily the icon is pretty intuitive. It looks like a button. And so I can choose from all sorts of buttons here if I click on show more. And then what's more fun for something like an escape room is if I keep scrolling down, some people don't even know this exists, but it's a big deal. We have invisible interactive areas here. I didn't know that was there. Oh, I made my own, this is how you make anything to an escape own. room easily. I made my own invisible image, you know, this transparent PNG. Okay, well, this is how you're gonna do it now, or I, you have been using reveal, which would also be a way around this. Um, or another way to do this. But here we have invisible areas. So learn something new, important. And we're going to stick one here. This is where I need your help remembering where they go because <laughs> I always forget. So we can copy and paste the same. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to copy, control C, control V, this here, there. And I could also just keep dragging in um, from this left toolbar. And finally, okay, we have one, two. 
two. Uh, three. Oh, gosh. Okay. And what's going to happen? I'm going to add interactivity. I'm going to make it a tool tip. This time it's just a little chat bubble. I don't need a lot of text. And I'm going to do this with math because it's the one example that I came up with quickly, kind of on the fly the other day. But you could also do this with any kind of like worksheet content that you already have, right? Any of your fill in these 10 questions or three questions, you can put them onto multiple pages if you have more than say, I don't know, six. Um, but all we're going to do is save one in there. I'm going to save another one in Look here. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to save the last one. In, oh gosh, here. <laughs> oh, yeah, this one we haven't done. <laughs> Tool tip, you have to see. Uh, it's hard not to get lost. And then all we need to add to this are some directions. So I'm going to add a visible button this time so that we have um, some clear directions. Let's do a little info button. Hence to be clear. Add that. Well, no, then they'll find the clue. Okay, I'll add that here. And inside my info button, I'm going to have the directions. So search the shelves for three math problems. Once you've solved all three, write the numbers in order from smallest to largest to create a three-digit number, then click the arrow and use the three-digit code to unlock the next room. This is how this works, okay? And if I were doing something like um, a, a language class, then obviously maybe instead of numbers, I would have them take the first letter from each of their answers Cypher. or the last letter from each of their answers or the second to last letter, right? Depends on how complex yeah. you want this to be. So here are my directions. And then all we need is that they're going to solve these three problems and they're going to want to go to the next page. So I'm going to add an arrow to the next page. There. Add interactivity, go to page. Oh, wait, before we go to page, we need the page to exist. I know this is a little bit more complex, but I just want people to see how easy it is once they've gotten sort of the basics of the interactive image down um, to make something a little bit more original. Go to page, next page. We're going to save this. And then our teachers are going to arrive here. So our teachers, not our students, are going to arrive here. And we would, I'm going to just say, I would probably honestly put another set of clues in a different kind of room. And this is how I would lead them through a house. But just for time's sake, we're going to keep it really, really simple and short. And I think that's all we need. Last thing we need to do is we need to password protect the next page. So add password for the page. And here, the password's going to be whatever they had to solve. So what did I say? Write the numbers in order from smallest to largest. So 369 is going to be our password to go to the next page. And then what's going to happen for our students is in the preview or when we present, they're going to see our library. Here are their directions. Search the shelves for three math problems. They're going to be looking around like this. Oh, we found one. Okay, so I'm looking one, uh, looking two. I find the third one, which is somewhere around here. There we go. I've solved these in my notebook or however I'm documenting my work, showing my work. And once I have them, I know to go to the next room. I have to enter the password, 369. And they're on to the next room. That's so the basics slick. of how I would turn something into an escape room pretty quickly. Yeah. 
That is really cool. I like it a lot. I have a yeah, I have a whole Minecraft lesson that I am working on right now to turn it into an escape room. Cool. Uh, it's oh, Minecraft and and language is really cool. So, <laughs> amazing. Oh, I I think I can use that now that password. I didn't know about the password protect work yet. So that's gonna be fun. gotta run a summit learn some things Yes, I love it. You always learn something new. yeah I learned. See, I learned how to that you already have the blink images, the invisible images. it's great And to save yourself password a lot of time protect. yeah How many um, interactivities can you have on an item? You know, I was like, I've had yeah it full screen and clickable before and stuff like that. But like, how many can you do on them? Yeah, so there's not a single fixed answer to that because what it is is that before you could only choose one, um, maybe there was a way to do two. I don't think so. I think you can only choose one. And recently they added the ability to have multiple going at, at once. Um, it's called complementary interactivities internally. And then uh, the answer is that it depends on which ones you're applying because they basically don't all work together. So there are certain things like maybe I can't, I'm trying to think of what, Let me look really fast. But there's not a set limit in terms of number. It's more about what's being applied to your element. I'm just taking a look to see for ex an example of like what wouldn't work um, so that it makes more sense. Let's see. So we're looking at tooltip, interactive window, go to page. Well, obviously, I can't apply two kinds of window to the same Sure. item, Yes. right? So there's a limitation. Um, and then maybe... I can't remember, for example, if go to page would allow me to work with something else because maybe I just click on it and I can only click on that If you item can't once. have, yeah, So there's you can't limitations have go like to that. page and full screen at the same time, but yeah. I think not. Um, though I've been surprised because they've been coming up with more things like sometimes you can, but the first click is um, reveal and the second click is go to page. So the full answer is Look play at all around of with it. <laughs> play around with it. Thanks. Well, that was an excellent demo. Thank you so much for showing everybody that. Now you're going to have so many people making so many little uh, uh, escape rooms. It's, it's going to be fun. That I would love that. is awesome. Yeah, uh, the Ed Pro is so cool. You're, you're able to do so much with it. So uh, I love it. Highly recommended. Yes, definitely. So, uh, But, but those of you just wanting to get started, check out a free plan. It's really cool. Um, play around, make a few things. Uh, use the tutor resource link to uh, upgrade when you're ready because it's amazing. Um, and it gives you a chance to have access to those premium, the star ones that are on uh, the templates and every other other feature like branding and things like that down the road. Uh, so but that's that, that's my that's my two cents. And if you have any questions about it, You can always send me a message. Uh, I've been using Genially for a while. Uh, we'll have some contact information on here as well. But uh, uh, so, Eileen, do you have any any starting uh, words of advice, Yes. inspiration? Parting, ad parting advice, um, check out the free plan. Like seriously, it can do a lot. Um, don't let it stop you. This idea that maybe you're going to need upgrade, you may even not. Um, so luckily from community, my job is not to sell anything. Uh, you can start free, you can stay free, and there's a lot you can do with that. So I would definitely check it out. Very cool. Well, thank you for your time today. It's been awesome. Thanks so much, David. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this. It's really been inspirational. There's a lot of cool things, and I've I've got some really cool ideas going through my head now after after I'm done. So, um, 
everybody um definitely take a look at all the information that we have down below also some information on how to use it some some information on where you can find some of the templates uh, as well as the discount codes that that's mentioned as well as the raffle awesome i'll yeah. also i'll share out my twitter handle also for anybody looking to connect with me or wanting to show me what they're creating i'd love to see that um or any questions when i come my way cool. all right well take care everybody Thank you for, uh, to Eileen from Genially for showing us such an amazing uh, demonstration uh, and inspiring us to make some new things. Uh, but I guess, yeah, take care. Goodbye. Thanks so much, David, for your time. And, and bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Bye, take care. Bye. Hey there, fellow teachers and digital nomads. We're thrilled to have you here soaking up the wisdom from our videos featuring your peers. But hey, we're not just here to entertain you. We want to hear from you. Got a burning topic that you want us to cover? Or maybe you've got an awesome story, an intriguing insight you want to share with your peers? Well, don't be shy. Shoot us an email at contact at thetutorresource.com or drop us a message on Facebook. Your voice matters, and we want to amplify it in our awesome community. Thanks again for watching and remember to like, subscribe, and smash that notification bell to be alerted when new videos are published. Take care.